I'm Andrew. That's Rebecca. She's Stacy. And this is Used to Be Cool, the music podcast for people who like discovering new music, talking about old favorites, and sharing songs with the people we love. You did it. Yay. We all did it. We did. We did our best. Which is all that matters. Wait, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all what we my can, mom says. That's all anyone can do. Still, that that sounds like good for you, yeah. girl. Margot loves me to a fault. Mm. You know, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Stacy, what are so, we doing? Someone maybe whose parents didn't love them to a fault. <laughs> it's the topic of this week's mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how you get good music. Yeah. Um. We are talking about Nirvana. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we we brought this up because we did our like 1993 on the threes, and mm-hmm. not yep. one of us picked a grunge not a song. One. Yeah. Or a Nirvana song specifically, but we were in the middle of grunge. Mm-hmm. Time point. Yeah. Yeah. But Timeline. It, it should have been. Picked it. Yeah. Did you listen to Nirvana at the time in which Nirvana was big? I, I mean, I did. To some extent, you couldn't avoid it. They were just all over MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was kind of um, begrudging about it because of the kind of snob that I was um, when I was in high school. Hilarious. Um, but I did, and I entirely, as I was preparing for this episode, this did not come up for me one time. But now I'm going to share this weird story with you guys, and you can cut it if it doesn't no. fit. No, weird it's, stories it's weird. are perfect. There was like, when, when Kurt Cobain committed suicide, there was like- Allegedly. Uh, okay. That's a separate episode. We already yeah, talked about how that. that's going to be a separate episode. So <laughs> just put a lid on it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay, when he allegedly okay. committed suicide, there was a lot of like- you know, the kids were very upset and there was like this kind of wave of grief mm-hmm. and all the adults were so adult about it and were just like, why are people so upset over this guy? He was a heroin addict, blah, blah, blah. And there were just a lot of people really talking shit about Kurt Cobain, who I didn't at the time have any special feelings about, still don't have a special, special feelings about. But I, <laughs> I my junior in high school self... Um, took it upon myself to write a editorial. Like oh. I submit like a letter to the editor of the paper and was of just the like school paper or your like the city paper. City like, paper. Oh, paper. awesome! I wrote I a letter that. and was just like, "Hey, you adults, don't say things like that about someone who's not your person. Like this yeah. is mm-hmm. not your guy. So don't you know talk smack about someone who's not your guy." Did they publish it? They did. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How can we I, find I it? I don't have a copy of it. I was thinking about oh, but that. But it exists. Uh, it exists. Yeah. I mean, we can look up some microfiche, <clears throat> uh-huh. I'm sure, from... <laughs> from the Omaha World Herald. Yeah. Shortly after. We got to find it. Sometime oh, yeah. April, May, 1994. Yeah, I bet we can find this. <laughs> so, good luck. We'll do good some sleuthing. I love yeah. 
I love that you did that. I also <laughs> really love that he wasn't even really your person, yeah. but you were so you took on pissed so yeah. at society. You took on the mantle yeah. of the defender of your yep. generation. By writing a letter yeah. <laughs> to the editor. Did you, ty- did you typewrite it or handwrite it? Typewriter, please. I'm sure it would have been on a typewriter. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been on yep. a typewriter. But that selectric was just whizzing in your yeah. basement that time. Yeah. A plink, plink, yeah. plink, plink, plink. Yep. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. That so, was the best story ever. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. So, did you? I mean, we did were, you write a letter to? No, no. <laughs> never in my life have I written a letter to the editor. I so. I had no awareness of his death until later, but like we did listen to the alt rock station mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. and so like um, at night under know. the covers, like oh no, like we we like would listen to it in my dad's car or something. Ah, yeah. Like it wasn't my mom's thing, but yeah. like sometimes my dad would have it on or whatever. Um, and especially smells like teen spirit. I heard a whole lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot in, yeah. in the moment. Mm-hmm. If it, if they had an MTV video that played, I saw it cause okay. I watched yeah. a lot of MTV. Um, I do remember one of my friends, um, at sleepaway camp, I remember seeing the cover art of of one of their albums frequently, but I didn't like their music then. Like I didn't understand what she was into. Okay. Yeah. Um and even now I would say that they're definitely not one of my favorite bands. And I don't really understand why. Like there's really no reason mm-hmm. why because I like every song I've ever heard of theirs. <laughs> yeah. But for whatever reason, I I never think to be like, oh, you know who would be great for my ears right now? So Nirvana. Nirvana. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I find that very interesting because that, they are one of the like defaults for me. Interesting. Um, like in my old car, not my current car, but um, in case my phone or like MP3 player was out of battery, I had a collection of like, um, these are the six CDs in my like CD changer mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like I don't leave without and in utero was one of those uh-huh. of like if i'm in a pinch this is one i will yeah. be happy to have okay not for right now because you probably have to think about it but i would love to <laughs> I know he doesn't have to think about it oh i would have to think about it but okay <clears throat> i would love to know what y'all's like six cd changer car picks were at oh, the yeah. time I know. Oh. oh at the time like or in high like, school no like when you had a when you had that Mm. I don't have a CD player in my car anymore. Even. Right. There's not even a CD player at all? No. Oh, wow. I have one. And you know what's been in it for the last year? Tell me. Parliament's Greatest Hits. Mm. Oh, I was going to go with like, a, I don't know, Prince something. So, interesting. Love it. We should come back to that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long one. discussion. Yeah, that's <laughs> for you, I put it uh-huh. as. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Talking about Nirvana, mm-hmm. I um, liked them, but I never really love loved them, um, which was, I, I don't know if how relative that is, because at the time, the people that, when I was growing up and they were kind of really popular, the people that loved them, like, that created their whole identity around them, essentially. So my okay. my meter may be skewed a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm a contrarian, of course, and so my favorite album for always and ever is Bleach. Um, and even going back, it's been a long time since I've listened to Nirvana and I kind of put them on, uh, on rotate just to like figure out what I was going to pick for this. And everything from Bleach was kind of like 
I just love that album. It's, yeah. it's an amazing album. So um, I had kind of a hard time narrowing it down, but where I finally landed was um, about a girl from Bleach. I don't know why I don't listen to that more. You should. You should. <laughs> um, so my first prolonged exposure, I would say, to Nirvana was probably, um, like I'd, I'd heard a couple singles. I, I knew Heart Shaped Box and the things that got played on the radio, but the first CD that I owned was from the Muddy Banks of the Wishka, which was like a compilation. Oh, yeah. Japanese live, import something. Um, yeah. That came out in 96 or so. Yeah. Um, and w- one of the things that really endeared them to me were some of the songs off of Bleach yeah. played live um, were so much like bigger and energetic than yeah. like what they were able to capture on that first record. And so I was kind of glad that I heard some of those versions first because uh, it made yeah. me go back to hear Bleach to and hear, think, yeah. okay, I know what they were going for. The limitation is not them playing this song. It's a great song. It's yeah. that they just, like, the person didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, 
And in, in fact, one of the things that I saw one time was like, it got a bad review as one of the worst heavy metal <laughs> albums of all yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, that's <laughs> because it's not, not, yeah. not a heavy metal yeah. album. That's why it's a bad metal album. Right. Um, and so, yeah, good pick. I when, love it. when did he pass away? Like what year? 94. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I guess I have a really bad concept of time. I feel like there's stuff like, had a revival in the later 90s. I mean, I think they released things. They had a backlog of things that they released after yeah. he yeah. passed away, mm-hmm. which is maybe, how, you know, supports feeling that way. Yeah. yeah. There's more to it. Yeah, they put out a like a greatest hits probably when you and I were in high school that had the unfinished but like refinished song, You Know You're Right, in like 2001 or two maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like they, and I think they've discovered like a couple other things since then that were like unfinished. Yeah, that seems stems right. of things. Um, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but it'll be thirty years next year. Jesus, um, wild, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel old? It does. It makes me feel really make... old. Yeah, we were. We actually watched Back to the Future this weekend for Ooh, the sweet. first time in a long time. And if that movie were made today, it would be made in nineteen ninety and three, which makes me feel. Mm-hmm crazy old so enjoy enjoy thinking about that i'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah well moving on yeah so what you so what nirvana do you have what going, album did you going to the other end in utero is my favorite yeah i think in utero is perfect it has the sonic qualities that i think mm. the band wanted yeah. for all of their stuff um so it's like big and full but also not as this is maybe controversial and I don't mean it that way, but like slick and kind of overproduced like um Nevermind was. Mm. Um so there's like a there's like a sheen, like a shimmery sort of sound hmm. on Nevermind that if you go and listen to it, like there's you know, big multi-tracked guitars. So like every guitar part is like five or six yeah. that Kurt is playing at one time or you know the drums have so like it's a different like overproduced. Arguably, yeah, it depends on the tape. It <clears throat> yeah. doesn't sound bad, but it has like a very early '90s sound to it to me. Whereas, yeah. I feel like In Utero is, you know, a couple guitars and just recorded really well. So it sounds big, but also it's raw. Well, I think that's so. That's them, f- them and their producers figuring them out because Bleach was the first thing. Yep. That was recorded on Sub Pop. That was very bare bones. And then they were so, I mean, Smells Like Teen Spirit was just this phenom of a thing. Yeah. That like that, that's how that gets overblown a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, totally. Because it's they're a new band for the label and they're trying to be like very big and slick about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like that's production value wise, one of the reasons that I love In Utero, but then also kind of the overarching themes of Kurt's jadedness with becoming famous and his disappointment with mm-hmm. you know how unfulfilling that was which i kind of goes toward you know some of the heroin use and continuing things that like you know he broke big and was a huge success and it still wasn't satisfying so yeah. no his lyrics are very dark yeah they're very dark um it's not quite as dark to the point where they're doing the unplugged and it looks like a funeral um <laughs> Based on his designs of the stage. Um, I, I read something. I was reading an article about um, a meeting between Kurt Cobain and William Burroughs, like just before 
not very long before Ooh, he died. Yeah. And at the end of this piece is t- is they're talking to William Burroughs about his recollection of this um, day that they had together. And he's, he's saying something about like, that boy is very dark. Like there's something dark in that boy. And I was like, oh, fuck, if William Burroughs yeah. is calling you out for being like <laughs> sad and dark. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, so this is one of those sad and dark tracks. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I would have guessed that. Yeah. This is not... Um, this is not one of the singles, but it's one that I loved and still love. This is Milk It.
Love it. So good. I also picked a song off of um, In Utero. Oh, did you? I'm less familiar with that album. Really? Yeah. For sure than like Bleacher or never mind. Um, I chose the song Dumb. Mm, great song. <clears throat> it is a really good song. It's interesting to me. It wasn't released as one of their singles off of that album, but it's still charted. Yeah. Pretty high. And um, I read like a quote um, from his daughter who was talking about like her interpretation of that song and how she cries every time she hears it. Mm. <clears throat> and so I just, I don't know. With all of that in mind, here's Dumb. I'm not like them back in the town. The sun is gone. I have a light. The day is dumb. I'm having fun. I think I'm dumb. Maybe just have. good and for someone who like i don't love typically um that kind of orchestration mm-hmm. in a rock and roll song and that's beautiful mm-hmm. perfect yeah and so i think that it's on the same record as the one as milk it that i played like it shows well like i feel like you know he's in rare company with how both powerful and delicate his voice could be yeah. Mm-hmm. like him and Jeff Buckley are the ones that I can name who could like wail, yeah. but also whisper yeah, with like equal efficiency yeah. and quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a sad record overall. Like mm-hmm. it's, 
great. That's probably why I like it. <laughs> yeah. His self-loathing is just so intense. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe that's why I don't tend to listen to it. Because mm. my empathy is like on it's high. Draining to, it is yeah. it is kind of mm. draining to me to like listen to his lyrics because even though I like the music and yeah. I find it beautiful or fun or whatever it is, the lyrics are so fucking dark to me. Yeah. And I can't get past it. Mm. So I don't know. Well, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to know what other people, what other uh, Nirvana songs are people's favorites. Yeah. So yeah. chat them to us. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other like seconds or, or thirds that were on your list that you had a hard time narrowing down to which one you wanted to pick? Um, no, it wasn't that hard for me. I honestly, there isn't a single song that I have heard that I haven't liked of theirs. Mm. Yep. So it could have been anything. It could have honestly been anything, but this one kind of touches me in a different, different way. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a lot of things that I was listening to from Bleach. And then I also really liked the Unplugged album. Like I mm-hmm. loved the Unplugged album. So I thought a little bit about the man who sold the world or yeah, a lot of different things from those, those two. Yeah. The, I love that album and I love the story behind how they basically like set the standard for all the unplugs after yeah. that of like playing a couple covers, but taking your own thing on them. Like yeah. the man who sold the world cover or, um, there's, there's a few others. Lake of fire is on that one, which yeah. is not one of their songs, which is great. Um, yeah, a live album would have been good. I think that that um, is one of their strengths that like is easy to dismiss because yeah. of how big they were. Um, but like Reading, that Reading record, um, it's like live from Reading, England, oh, okay. um, ninety two or ninety three, maybe. Yeah. Um, and the the Muddy Banks of the Wishka is they're both awesome. Okay. More things to explore then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check us out. Tell us, uh, your favorite Nirvana picks on our social media. We are only on Instagram on that front, utbc.podcast, or you can go to our website, used to be coolpodcast.com. We are on SoundCloud, Amazon, Apple, or Spotify for listening purposes. And yeah, whatever you do, don't sue us. Courtney Love. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> And this is Used to Be Cool, the music podcast for people who like discovering. <laughs> Three, two, one. <sighs> Brings me so much joy. What, what's that noise that <laughs> Sideshow Bob makes whenever he gets <laughs> whacked? <laughs> that also sounds like Tina. Oh. She's like, oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. I'm so sorry, guys. We'll cut this off. I'm so sorry. We're not. To the back to the beginning. I'm Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> Let's start it all the way over. I'm dead. That's not that funny. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Andrew. <clears throat> That's Rebecca. She's Stacy.